Hey y'all, Double G here from Fight Game Media. Your favorite podcasts on this very network have been putting up some great bonus content on the Patreon. The In the Clinch podcast, hosted by Paul Fontaine and Ryan Frederick, posted their UFC 270 recap show just hours after that show ended. And this week, the folks from The Wrap are putting up their 2017 Royal Rumble Rewind bonus show. Also, I know that John LaRocca from the Take It Home podcast is trying to get former WWE heartbreaker Antonio The Promise Thomas on his bonus show. Add to the great shows that are exclusive to the Patreon, including my show with John covering 1998 Raw, the Dynamite show with Paul Fontaine and Jeff Hawkins, which goes up right after AEW Dynamite is over, Scott Edwards' five-star Joshi show, as well as the full version of Brace for Impact. It's just $5 a month to support your favorite podcasters, folks. Patreon.com front slash Fight Game Media. Welcome, everyone, to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca, and on today's episode, I'm going to be covering many different promotions out in the European scene. I'm going to be covering Progress, WXW, uh, ICW, and also NXT UK. Um, I wanted to cover Beyond Wrestling, their Wrestling Open number 4 show that just took place uh, on Thursday, but unfortunately, I just... I watched some of it, but I couldn't finish it, and I just didn't have time to fit it in this week. So what I'm going to do is next next week, I am going to cover the full show of WXW's Back to the Roots 2022 that just took place in, um, on January 15th, and I'm going to cover Wrestle Open 5 next week from Beyond Wrestling. So We'll get to Beyond Wrestling again. I uh, got a lot of great response on last week's show. Um, really great. A lot of people listened to that one. That was awesome. That was really awesome to see. Garrett kind of sent me the numbers, and I was uh, just pleasantly surprised. So I'm just thank you guys, and thank you, everyone, for for uh, taking the time and, and tuning in to Take It Home Podcast. I, I really do appreciate it. Um, update for our Fight Game Media Patreon Plus special for Take It Home Podcast. Promise Thomas and myself are going to get together. We are going to record it. Um, it's just this week. Just you know, It's been a crazy week. Um, I have been just my job. We have a bunch of new hires. I'm doing training with them on Zoom, and it's like eight hours a day. So I just thought this week for sure I was going to be able to knock it out but they decided we're excited to do these this training on zoom and because you know we're not in the office right now so it's just been a challenge and a lot of work so but we will be getting to it soon and it's going to be a lot of fun uh promise thomas and i are going to break down um some young wrestlers in this wrestling in the wrestling business and future stars that we feel um show a lot of potential and it's gonna be. We're gonna break it down. He's gonna break it down from the wrestler's perspective. I'm gonna break it down from the Booker's perspective. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be really cool. I think. I think you guys are gonna really enjoy it. If you're definitely into like the inner inside workings of the wrestling business, from in ring and in outside the ring, I, I think you're 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 gonna love this. Um, so yeah, look for that on the Fight Game Media P- Patreon Plus, and very soon, very soon, we're gonna get that done. Now, this 
on this week's show, I watched a lot of wrestling. <laughs> a ton of wrestling. Um, I caught up. I'm in the process of catching up with WXW from 2021. And that has been a lot of fun. Um, I wanted to go back and watch some progress. Um, when WWE released, you know, quote unquote, their indies um, section, you know, they had progress, WXW, ICW, Evolve. And in 2021, early 2021, I was like, man, I just, I wanted to watch something different. I want to check, check something out, you know, something that's, I haven't really watched before and you know the european scene has always kind of been like i said before a, a blind spot for me you know i was so busy with booking apw and we're not we weren't flying out any international flights so i wasn't really worried about checking out talent out there and focusing on now it's just we're just trying to focus on local uh, uh you know t- local talent of course but also you know talent in the states to, you know to bring over cards the promoter and i marcus mack and myself so we um so i never really i missed that that wild indie boom period that people talk about so i did check out nxt uk when it first happened i watched the tournament shows um and then i just got i was getting so busy so i couldn't watch the nxt uk show on a regular basis and then i'm trying to remember it was 2019 is when i really started like watching every episode of nxt uk and i just just Fell in love with the talent, fell in love with the product, fell in love with the quality of workers of that scene. Like, the, you know, just they're doing the small details that I really enjoy and just good workers out there. A lot of talent. And they're, and they're not. And like, I know people like, oh, you know, WWE took them all and put them in NXT UK. You know, they did. They took a lot of great ones. You know, I mean. They, that's what WWE does. That's you know, that's and that's what we expect, right? You want them to get the best talent, they're gonna do it. But as I watch progress, WXW, you know, ICW, there's a lot of great talent out there still. And I think a lot of fans, I know because the COVID kind of knocked shows out, and but you know, people are slowly going back um to watching shows in person again. There's still great talent that people can really invest in and that hasn't been signed by NXT UK. Uh, a lot of great young talent, in my opinion, that's coming up in uh, in the European scene that, you know, that's replacing the guys that WWE took for NXT UK. Um, I, I know a lot of people were really upset about that. A lot of people who just love that UK, the, the, sorry, the European scene. And they were really upset, but it's like, hey, it it happens. Be happy for those guys, right? Like to get an opportunity like that and get get more exposure like that. But continue to support those uh those the progresses, the WXWs, the ICWs, and all the other promotions in between. Like continue to support them because there's some great talent that's 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 coming up. Um, so and. And so, like, I just don't understand when people get upset about that. Even like with WXW, I've, I remember seeing people say like, "Oh, you know, I'm just not into it because they don't really bring any more. They haven't really bought any people over." I'm like, "Well, it's a freaking pandemic. What do you expect these people to do?" Like, they, and but but then in the meantime, they're really bringing in, they're really up 
pushing young talent, featuring young talent. These young talents are coming in and they're doing a great job. And you should be really supportive of that, you know? And then, uh, like, WXW, for example, just for example, uh, bring in, you know, Arrows of Hungry. Uh, Michael Knight was out of WXW for, like, they said seven years and he's back. And no way, he had a hell of a 2021. Um, he's one of my favorites to watch in WXW today. Um, you know, uh, Peter Tahani from uh, for Hungry. Hope I, I feel bad if I mispronounce his name, but he's a good young talent. Um, shows a lot of potential. So there's future. There's a futures there, and his futures now there, right? So, um, people being down by the scene, you know, because they got all the top guys are in NXT UK. Don't don't be down about that. Don't be down about that. Um, I want to start off with NXT UK because I wasn't going to start off with them today. I was going to leave it for the end, but I did watch. I just finished NXT UK from this week, and it was a hell of an hour of wrestling. The main event was Ilya Dragunov versus Jordan Devlin defending the NXT UK Championship in an empty arena match, and... This match was set up when Jordan Devlin uh, really just started getting personal with Ilya Dragunov, talking about his son, um, talking about you know his family, and that really set off Ilya. And then Dragunov, excuse me, Jordan Devlin demanded an empty arena match because. He felt that, you know, Elia thrives on the fans. And if he takes them out, you know, he's going to have the advantage. And, and you know, I was looking for, I was kind of bummed because I'm like, okay, you know, like I'd just rather have them have like a, a regular match because they would tear it up, you know. But damn, they, they came through. And I'm not the biggest fan of the weapons and the, you know, chairs and fighting all over the building. Like, it's... That stuff was cool when it rarely happened, but now that it almost happens like every show every week, it just you just kind of like okay, here we go, you know, fighting around the building, yoo-hoo. What I mean, what a concept, right? It but when it's done like this, when it's so physical, like these guys put on in this match, it was a war, a, a physical, hard hitting war. Um. WD did a great job setting up the scene for the empty arena match. They had two matches before it. A great six-man tag to open the show with uh, Tio Man, Rohan Raja, and Charlie Dempsey. Charlie Dempsey is William Regal's son versus Gallus. And great six-man tag. Really fun match. Go back. Make sure you do, do not skip this match. Second match was Ginny versus Amel. That was a good match. Um... Ginny's fantastic. One of the best women wrestlers in the world today. Doesn't get enough credit from, you know, people praise some of these women out there who are just not uh, way below Ginny's level. I'm sorry, Ruby Soho. I like her, but Ginny is a f- just far ahead of her. Just she is a complete worker. Ginny is right. They had a good match. But then, you know, and that was in front of fans. And so they show like this 
high ceiling camera shot of the whole arena and fans leaving and and like they you know it's probably like the end of the taping and people are leaving but you know they're setting the stage like okay people have to leave now because we're gonna have this empty arena match they have this big graphic on the on their titantron there at the bts sports studio and it's um the graphic of the the, the empty arena match elia versus versus Jordan Devlin, NXT UK Championship. But obviously, that, that graphics probably wasn't even there. It probably, like, just, they're just putting it on that screen at that point. And, and um, so it looks like, okay, they're escorting people out because they're going to have this Centurion match, right? So, again, setting the scene. They do the long entrance where you see Jordan Devlin make his way to the griddle position. And then, he, then he has his big entrance. Same with Elia. Then you have, because it's the title match, WWE likes it, you know, do a lot of promotions do this. They like to have the competitors in the ring or the referee. Uh, they dim the lights and they do the announcements of the competitors inside the ring. So really set the mood. You're, you're, you, it feels like a big match and it is a big match. And it was exactly what you expect from these two guys hard hitting, physical, violent. Um, Jordan Devlin's on fire, dude. He is, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Elia, same thing. Like, these guys are two of the best, and they delivered a war. And they started fighting around the building and everything, and it was really creative what they did. Um, no kendo sticks, nothing stupid like that. There was chairs, there were steps, there was tables, but like, wasn't just some random table sitting there with like a skirt on it. Like, no, there was like almost two monitors and looked like, oh, this is where a production would be. And they, you know, went into that. Um, one thing that I thought was kind of goofy was, you know, Jordan Devlin climbed up this um, staging area, did a moonsault to the floor on Elia. I mean, I was just came down an axe handle or a crossbody or something, you know, I don't know. Sometimes the moonsault, I love a moonsault. I do. It's a pretty, it's a beautiful move, but it's, but it's beautiful in the ring, you know, like when someone does it off a stage and you're like, would you really turn your back to do that to someone when they're on the floor? I don't know, but that's a small little detail, right? Anyways, they kept the fight up. It, Gets back in the ring. There's chairs. There's steps in the ring. A table because uh, Jordan Devlin is trying to do his uh, side suplex to the table. That's why he's trying to hit. Uh, but you know, Elia is able to put him to the table. But still, that's not that's not going to get him to win. Jordan Devlin gets these long zip ties, and he just starts whipping the crap out of Elia. And locking his hands behind his back, and he's gonna like you know bash his brains in, you know, almost like a concerto with the the ring steps that were in the ring, and you know he misses that, and from the rest of the match, like he's just fighting with his hand behind his back, and it's a pretty awesome to see. And these guys had a just an amazing match, an amazing match. So I highly recommend you guys checking out Ilya Dragunov versus Jordan Devlin from this week's NXT UK. Um, you don't want to pass up watching this show. It is, I say this every time I cover NXT UK, it's only an hour. And it's really good. I mean, I'm not saying every match that ever happens on that show is, they're all great. I mean, they've had some some rough matches, you know, with the Zaya Brookside, um, 
Stevie Turner's matches, you know, those matches are are just, you know, just not the best. But what you're going to get on the show is two usually usually at the minimum two really really good good matches. They really like to open up with a strong match and finish with a great main event, and they did that this week. Um, actually, I, I you know I would I would say the whole show was just really good. So definitely. Make time to watch it. You will not regret watching Elia versus Jordan Devlin after your match. Um, so next, I'm going to talk about Progress Wrestling. Now, Progress was my first. Um, when I first started watching first, when I saw that um, uh, WDS put these quote, like I said, quote unquote indies on the network, I um, I checked out Progress first, and I watched a lot of the. It was empty arena stuff when I started watching um, because of the pandemic era. And I I liked a lot of the workers on this show. Um, my issue with the show was I thought they could have, production-wise, could have been a little better when it came to the arena. You know, like the, the building, or not arena, the, whatever the warehouse they're using. Um, some of the matches, or actually most of the matches, sometimes go way too long, in my opinion. Um, matches that should have been like seven minutes go like twelve minutes, right? And it's like, okay, this every match on the show doesn't need to be this long. Um, but they have some really good talent. Um, and I'm at a point now I don't watch every match on there, but I. Make sure I watch certain individuals, and I want to talk about those individuals. Uh, first, I'm going to talk about um, Giselle Shaw. She's the Progress Women's Champion. Um, the reason I want to talk about her first is because Impact Wrestling just announced that she is coming to Impact Wrestling. So, and that's a great signing. I think Giselle Shaw is really good. I I can't believe she's not in NXT UK at this point. Um, she has the attitude. Just cocky, arrogant, just that. Oh, you want to see her get her butt beat by the baby face. And her work in the ring is really good. So she is going to be a, a big pickup. Impact Wrestling is doing some cool stuff. I stopped watching him about a, what, six, ah, from October after uh, Bound for Glory. I just, I just got, stopped watching him. So. I may want to pick up watching them again, you know, because they have a lot of great talent, assembling a lot of great talent. Jonah, the former Bronson, uh, Bronson Reed from NXT UK. I really liked him. Um, I always liked his work as, you know, as Jonah Rock too, as well, but he's there. Um, uh, they got the ROH crew coming in, doing like some kind of invasion angle or, you know, promotion versus promotion angle. Um, you know, they have a lot of good, and they have a lot of good talent. I just, I, just gotta find the time to watch it again, but but Jill Shaw, I think it's it was that's a really good pickup, and that women's division, the knockout division as they call it, really looking good. I think her she's gonna have some really good matches with Deanna Deanna Praza. So that hats off to Impact Wrestling. I'm glad they're investing in some new talent and investing in some uh, fresh young talent, not just. Not just the WWE, WWE release, you know, releases, right? Like find some of these 
these talents that haven't had the exposure um, in a major promotion, um, like a Giselle Shaw. I don't remember her appearing anywhere of you know in the U.S. I mean, she did. I mean, wasn't like she wasn't there long, and, and so I, I think she's going to be a, a, a top a top player there. Um, a couple other kids I really do like a lot is the Young Guns, Luke Jacobs and Ethan Allen. Um, they're a really good young team. I really enjoy the work. Luke Jacobs is a thicker kid. Kind of reminds me of like, he's like the body of a young Terry Gordy. Not when Terry Gordy got really out of hand with his weight, but like, he's just a thicker kid. And, and he's just good beyond his years, man. Like, just the, the small details of his work, of his selling, of his positioning. Um, you could tell, like, this this kid, like, goes out there with mentality, a mentality of, like, I'm making this believable. You know, um, you might believe wrestling's not real, but you'll believe I'm real. That old, that, that old thing. And his partner, too, Ethan Allen, same way. Love this kid. His red hair. Pale, a little thin, and you think like, look at this kid. Like when he walks to the curtain, you're at first you're like, who's this young kid, right? Was he like 16? That's what he looks like. Just that's how that's how young he looks. I mean, I say he's skinnier because he's skinnier than Luke Jacobs, but he, you know, he's he's adding size, he's adding muscle. He's he looks like an athlete, so you're not he's not embarrassing when you you're looking at him like, oh, he shouldn't be in the ring. You just his face looks so young. But in the bell rings, he's a badass, dude. Like he, he just like Luke Jacobs goes in there, throws throws harsh strikes, physical. Um, just like Luke Jacobs, his work is good, positioning, footwork, all that stuff. He's a prodigy, and I love it. I love watching him just go in there and 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 compete because. He sucks you in, and Luke Jacobs suck you into like a believable, like you're watching something that's real, right? You suspend disbelief easily because they're not they're not messing around. They're not out there goofing off. There's no there's no tongue in cheek. There's nothing. It's just hard work making you believe as a viewer. And if I'm NXT UK, I'm I'm stealing these guys. I am. I am stealing these two kids because they're great. I always felt like if I was booking them in NXT UK and I would debut them as challenging the, they're wrestling the tag team champions. It's non-title because, you know, and I would introduce them. You Before the show, you say you have these three matches or these four matches on the show, right? And let's just say Pretty Deadly is the, NXT UK champions. I would say NXT UK, uh, Pretty Deadly is going to be in action tonight, right? And and they're in the opening contest. And you introduce their opponents, and it's just the old two guys in the ring, and it's the young guns. Luke Jacobs, Ethan Allen, they do a little hand raise, everyone. They had no entrance, but the stars, Pretty Deadly, the people you're the tag team champions, of course, they get their big entrance. So in the in the fans, mind right away they're like okay pretty deadly is probably gonna win right this is gonna be a feature match for them a showcase match they're gonna win in like six minutes uh you know we just know they're gonna they're gonna win right 
But I would the story was quickly turned to man, these young kids, they they can't they pretty can't put these guys away. They're hanging in there. They're not giving up. This is supposed to be a showcase. This is supposed to be a warm-up for Pretty Deadly. They didn't expect to be in this war. And it becomes this 30-minute Broadway. Now that was like, oh my God. These kids hung in there for 30 minutes with the champions, right? And that's that becomes a story out of that match. Young guns. Who who are these kids? These kids just, you know, showed up and they took the champions to the limit. This went all 30 minutes. We had you know, four matches schedules. We got to cut two matches out. What the? We'll have to show those, or those will happen to be scheduled next week. We'll just have to go to the main event because this match, these young guns, kids, they together all they fought, and and they hung with the champions. And holy cow, everyone needs to know these kids who these kids are. They made a statement tonight. You're making a big deal, and then they have a rematch. You know. Later on with the champions. And then the champions beat them in that match. And another long match. So I, I think the world these guys. And I would invest in them. And I think they are ready for, for NXT UK. I, you know, promo-wise, they're good. Because they're real. They're just not. They're, you know, they're not trying to be anything but themselves. So they're not screaming and yellers. And NXT UK, I think, you know, for the most part, you know, would would be okay with that. We, you know, it's not like NXT 2.0 right now where everyone has to be a crazy character. You know, NXT UK, thank God nothing's really changed there yet that I've seen. And it's still the really good quality wrestling show that I, that I love. So check out the Young Guns. Check out Progress Wrestling. Um, they're part of a, uh, a six-man group with... Uh, Chris Ridgeway, who is really good. Ridgeway's a veteran. Um, he's also a guy I would bring into NXT UK. Um, I like his work, just like the Young Guns. He's a physical assassin, technical guy, hard hitting. Um, he doesn't have much of a personality. His promos are. Or okay, but here's what but here's what you do with him. You make him like the Iceman Dean Malenko of ECW, how Paul Heyman booked Dean Malenko. You know, you just like Ridgeway comes out and you just tell him stare straight in that camera with those cold, dark eyes, right, or whatever, and just I want people to think that you're just there to kill and destroy. You're not there to slap hands. You you know don't even look around. Just look right in that camera as you get in the ring, and then as the camera moves away from you, then you get in the ring, and then you look at your opponent. You never take your eye off your opponent. If you're if he's in the ring before you, you're just staring at him. If he's coming after you, you're just you're always staring at the entrance. You're always staring at the guy as your opponent wakes his way into the ring. Like I want people to just to feel the fear. And I want them to feel like, oh my God, this guy's gonna destroy this dude. Like I want them, I want the fan to feel that. If I'm booking Chris Ridgeway, uh, also want to talk about uh, another tag team in uh, progress: the Smoking Aces, Charlie Sterling and Nick Riley. Really, damn, a really good team. Um, I saw their, I guess they they debut in progress, or I know they've been wrestling before, but I they they had this tag team tournament. 
And they cut like this. They had like, all these little videos for each team, like these little interviews, sit-down interviews, black and white. Um, and they had the most natural, realistic interview. And it probably because it was real, just them talking about their friendship and talking about teaming up and respect for each other. They joked a little bit. It was just like, after I watched them, I'm like, okay, I like these guys. I want them to win the whole thing. And they're really good in the ring. Charlie Sterling, I think, is a future top star. Great size, great look, a- athletic. Um, you see him, you think just maybe power, but he can do the technical. He can do the high flying. Nick Riley, same way, good quality worker. Love to have him on my cards. Um, he's a guy that you can plug in the opening match or main event. And he's always going to come through with a high quality match. Um, together, like I said, they make a great team. Separate, I think you can still book them. And they can still, like I said, still be great for you. Charlie Sterling, I see as more of the main eventer of the two. But I don't want to take away from Nick Rye. I just think he's a hell of a talent as well. Um, so definitely check out Smoking Aces. Um, I watched the match. It was a unique match because Cora Noir, 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 who I talked about with um, the Walter match from WXW from the 21st anniversary show. Him and Chris Ridgway have an issue. So they had this... Unique team, tag team. They're, they teamed up to challenge for the tag team titles. How they got entered, I don't know. But they're, they're teaming up to face the Smoking Aces for the tag team titles. So they had a re- they weren't really getting along, but they were still trying to win the match. So it was it was definitely very, very, uh, very unique. But a match I definitely want you guys to check out. Car Noir versus Luke Jacobs. Luke Jacobs talked about from the Young Guns. Uh, for the progress title, that match was really good. Took place on, if you look it up, it's going to say progress, season 10, episode 19. Um, it's progress has chapters and these wacky names for the shows. I don't know why they get these wacky names. It just doesn't make sense what they say. I guess it's a progress thing. Progress fans love it, but to me, it's kind of stupid. But chapter 123. This is progress chapter 123. Look that up. Great match. Um, and it just shows what this kid, Luke Jacobs, man, just... It's going to be. He's going to be a big star. Um, he's going to be a main eventer all over Europe for sure. I mean, you know, At the minimum, he, he's going to be a top guy. And another match I, wa- I was going to point out from that same show is Lizzie Evo versus Alexis Fallon. Um, this was part of their women's tournament that they're having to challenge Giselle Shaw for her title. So it's a contenders tournament. Um, Lizzie Evo, I've never seen her for... Um, until I started watching this week, I watched a match from her from ICW this week. I think the most recent show, though, the new show is going to be debuting too. It, um, it airs every Saturday on um, Peacock Network. And Lizzie Evo, I was impressed. She wrestled Angel Hayes on ICW. Angel Hayes is, you know, she's a young worker. She And she needs someone to guide her through right she has a lot of potential but lizzie evo really carried her and they had the best women's match i've seen so far as i've only been watching icd for a very short time and the matches the women's matches have been eh, okay but this one was good and it was really because lizzie evo was really controlling this match calling this match guiding angel hayes through and angel hayes i've seen her before she likes to have, I mean, she wants to have, they want to have like these, she wants to have these epic matches back and forth, 
you know, hit all these moves, but like she's so small. Her best bet is to be the underdog baby face, fight from behind, getting that sympathy for her comebacks, and then put it all in her comeback, etc. So here, that's what happened. Lisa Evo really guided her through, really just physical and tough on her. And you're like, oh, you really want to see this this cute but tough Angel Hayes make that comeback and 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 retain her title, right? And you know, at one point, I think Angel Hayes went for like this neck breaker. She missed it. I mean, not like a planned way. Like she just it just didn't work out. Whatever. Just <laughs> they're off on they're on the, they're on the, they're off on they're on the wrong page, I guess. But Lizzie Evo just continued to working. She didn't give a beat. She got it back under control. And I was like, damn. Who is this girl? Why never notice it? And why she's not in why she's not in AEW with that woman's division, which is which is just not that good. And like you have her over here, like bring her over. And and I watched some another match of her and she and I was watching progress and I was like, oh shit, Lazy Evil's here too. And so I, I said, I'm gonna watch this match. And Alexis found it. It was a good match. And again, Lizzie 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 Eva comes out and just like I was talking about Chris Ridgway, how he should be. Lizzie Evil does this. She comes out and stares right in that camera. Doesn't say a word. Just looks like I'm here to just kick some ass, right? And again, it was a really good match. And and because I, Lizzie Evil's a hell of a worker, she's really good and can only get better. And like I said, look, if I'm AEW, if I'm Tony Khan. I'm signing her up, and I'm dropping, like, three women. You know, you make room for her? I know a couple you can drop, right? Like, she's they need to really do something with that women's division, um, get some real good quality workers. And Eliza Evo, who's has no exposure out here, as far as I know, especially no exposure on a national scale, would be a, a great hire, in my opinion. Maybe maybe Impact Wrestling will bring Eliza Evo add add her, her to that roster of knockouts so progress wrestling check out the card noir check out chris ridgewick check out young guns check out smoking aces i think you're really really gonna enjoy their work all right wxw i've been catching up on 2021 um i got a wxw now subscription and i'm catching up on the bigger shows right um, even catching up with some of the real love wrestling shows from WXW that Peacock's finally loading up, <laughs> but some of the bigger shows aren't on Peacock. They're only on, um, their WXW now. And for us, it's like $11 a month. So not a, not a big investment, you know, and I was really excited to go back and check out some of the shows I missed, particularly the series of matches between WXW champion at the time, Marius Alani and Tristan Archer. Um, they had two matches. One was from June 26th, and that was with on Fan Appreciate Night number two. And they had a rematch, a submission match on July 30th, and it was at, on an event called Shortcut, Shortcut to the Top. Wow. These are my favorite matches that I watched this week. Um, just great 
classic world title matches. Um, they did like a, a, a controversial finish or towards the finish of the of the um, of the first match where Tristan Archer thought he had the match won, but uh, you know Alani got his hand on the rope, and so that would led to this rematch. And the rematch, the submission match, I really want to focus on this match. Talk about this match was just brilliant in my opinion. I think it. I mean, really holds up to the best matches of 2021. Um, it was still an uh, empty arena, um, no fans there, but the, when a match is this good, like I, it, fans obviously do add to the atmosphere of a match and it's very important. Of course, you prefer to have fans there than not there, but when a match is so good like this, I'm just like focusing on these two guys make present this beautiful match of competition um a submission match and you know alani's focusing on the leg and i thought they had a cool little twist on their submission match instead of just they also have like rope breaks so it's kind of like the pure rules ring of honor each man had each man had uh you know three rope breaks and they did a great job of really focusing on these rope breaks and using strategy to get a guy to use a rope break. At one point, they ex- ex- early on, I think uh, Archer had a waist lock or the hands um, captured, and they kind of struggled into the. They kind of both went into the ropes, and Archer's like screaming, "Rope break! Rope break!" You know, for Mario Solani and the referees, no, no, it's a neutral. We're not counting that. So, like, right away, you're like, you're getting the strategy over, right? And eventually, each guy starts using a rope break, and it gets down to where Archer has none. And and his knee has been worked on, and he's surviving all these submission holds, right? And finally, Mario Solani just locks on this ankle lock, and... Man, Tristan Archer, dude, I I really love this guy's work. He is just so good. So believable. And you're just his work with selling was so good here. You could just see the pain on his face and you feel like, man, his knee must be thrashed. You're like, oh my gosh. And he gets the ropes. And he's holding the ropes and he's out of rope breaks, right? And Mario Solani as well is just cranking on this freaking leg like he he's you know the facial expressions the torque he's putting on it right the the body language of the torque that he's he's you're, you're believing what oh man he's just cranking on this and archer's screaming you know he's like oh no you know he's just like ah and like he taps because there's he's, he's there's nothing to do there's no he's not he knows he's done and the pain is too much and he taps it was beautiful, man. Like, this is what I love wrestling. This is what I got. You know, it's the matches like Steamboat and Flair and Flair and Funk, uh, Sting and Flair. I mean, a lot of Flair stuff. You know, Randy said, like, when matches just feel so real, uh, Funk and Briscoe, you know, like, when you're just so sucked into the competition and there's no nudge, nudge, wink, wink. There's no, like, trying to crack a joke. Like, 
you know, we want to watch a physical contest. You know, it's like when you go to a movie, you want to suspend disbelief, like an action movie, right? Like you want to be to be good when the fight scenes happen that you're just you're sucked in. And that's what good wrestling should be, right? We know what wrestling is, right? The the genes had that bottle like freaking long time ago, right? But when it's good, you find yourself just locked in to what they're doing and you're sucked in and you're just like, man, you're getting invested. Your suspension of the lease just kicks in the back of your mind and you're just like in it. And that's what it was with Mario Solani versus Trisha Archer in both of these matches. But specifically, that submission match is, I just loved it. And I somehow, some way, if it's worth investing $11 for one month to go back and watch this match, I say go do it. If you really, truly love great professional wrestling, Mars Aulani, Trish Archer, from Shortcut to the Top, was great professional wrestling. Um, these guys are my two favorites to watch today. Trish and Archer has been killing it in 2021. Um, another match I want to point out that he had, a match versus Bobby Guns was another tremendous worker, another one I just love to watch. When he's when he's wrestling, I watch Bobby Guns. A throwback, kick-ass guy. Believable. I like the believable guys, right? I like people that are going to make me suspend my disbelief, right? With every action, they every movement, um, the way they walk the ring, the way they just you know, make you feel like you're going to watch an athletic contest, a real fight's going to happen here. Those are the workers I enjoy watching. Bobby Guns is one of those workers. Him and Trisha Archer had a war on August 14th episode of WXW, We Love Wrestling. Um, look it up. Find that match. It's, I believe it's on the Peacock Network. So if you don't you don't need a WXW now subscription for this, you check it out on the Peacock Network. Look it up. It is a really good match. And it, you know, Archer, who was this classic babyface, you know, just respectful, honorable. And with this loss to Alani, he's kind of having like a slow descent into being a heel. And he's great. Like the the before his match with Bobby Guns, the the interview was asking, like, how's the knee? He's like, why why is everyone talking about my knee? Like, I I'm fine, right? Like I drive eight hours or seven hours, you said, to get here. Like, so I'm fine. Like, let's focus on other things, right? Like, don't focus on my knee. Like, he just and then I, as I've seen now he's full heel now. I've seen some stuff later on. I saw his match with Levaniel, I thought it was really good. And I'm like, Okay. I'm always high. I was already high on Tristan Archer. I love his work. And he can work both sides. Heal babyface and be great at it. He is someone I think WWE needs to invest in. Especially if just, just for the minimum NXT UK brand. But I think you can have him on the main roster. I really do. Um because he can he can he can he can prove that he can be a great babyface, he can be a great heel. And He's like like one of my favorites to watch. Um, Marius Alani, I don't know what's going on with him. I hope he returns soon because I I really miss him on these WXW shows. Hope all that gets whatever gets whatever's happening, whatever it is, injury, whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just I'm just speculating. Um, I just I just want to see him return. So either somehow, some way, just Marius Alani, if you're listening to this, 
And I hope you are, you know, I hope you come back soon because, man, I miss you. I miss you in the ring doing your thing. You're, you're a, 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 hell of a hell of a worker to watch and a hell of a talent. Um, another couple of uh, – switch the tag teams. Arrows are hungry. They won the tag team tiles, that same show as uh, the Alani Archer submission match, uh, short cup to the top, July 30th. They defeated Coach Dreiska and uh, Anil Merrick for the WXW Tag Team Ta- Championship. This match, a really good tag team match. Um, you have Arrows Hungry are a really good team. I love, like I said, I've talked on them in the past. I love their look. I love their teamwork. Um, they just get better and better every match that I see them in. Um, and I think they're one of the best tag teams going out today. I, I find them more entertaining than, I'm sorry, than the Young Bucks. I'm sorry. I mean, because I don't believe the Young Bucks, but I believe the Arrows are hungry. And another great team that is, like, they've had a great series of matches with Coach Dreiska and Anomeric. Dreiska, Robert Dreiska, Coach Robert Dreiska, is the, the, the head trainer of WXW. Another great worker, um, big guy, thick guy, moves around the ring, just, you know, smart with his psychology. And Omeric's a great young talent. Uh, he, he facially reminds me of a very, if you see a, a young picture of Bret Hart and look at Anil uh, Merrick, like you're just gonna, you just like, they're like, you're just like, I'm like, like, man, this is like the same guy, right? Um, and I think Merrick's gonna be good, like Bret Hart. I you can just see his passion for wrestling. I, I can feel it. I can see it in the ring, and he's getting better and better. And I like that WXW is slowly bringing him along. Um, one of the last shows I was able to watch, um, I'm still almost caught up in 2021, but I saw a match with Axel Tischer, the former Alexander Wolf in NXT versus Merrick, and they had a really nice match, and it was a good. A good match. I loved it because Tisher was being that veteran, kind of toying with the young kid, and the young kid ended up hanging in there and giving like Tisher some problems, and you know, like it, it just helped the growth of Merrick and helped not only in the ring personally because I'm sure he learned so much from working uh, Tisher, but also in the fans' eyes. Even though he lost, he saw like okay, he gave the WXW champion. Yeah, a rough go and a hard, a hard fat fight. So you know, you just it's just classic booking. Um, and so you know, as I continue to watch WXW and catch up, I watched their 20th anniversary show. That was the first show in front of fans, and it was a three-hour show. The production was tremendous. Um, I, you know, it's funny they list like I said, WWE lists them as an indie, right? I, I don't, believe, I don't call, I don't call them an WXW an indie. I think they're a major promotion. And I know in um in commentary they say indie, like you know, top one of the top guys in independence. I don't believe. I don't believe it. I just the way WXW presents itself as a major league promotion. The shows are well paced. Uh from the professionalism of the ring announcer, uh, the production, the quality of workers that they book, and the matches that they have, like it's it's a top-notch promotion, not an indie. It's not an independent to me. It is a promotion. It is a top promotion. That I, and, I, and it's been a, just a joy to watch. 
Um, but everything's not perfect. You know, I'm not saying like everything's just roses and I don't agree with everything. Um, they had their show, WXW Grand Prix, which is on September 25th. It's supposed to be a three day event. It was going to be a matchup with the rounds. Um, I think five, three, five, three, five, three minute rounds. And, um, but due to some building issues or whatever, they, they made it a one night tournament, but the finals was the Grand Prix with the rounds, but to get there, they have all these different gimmick matches. So it was, I don't know if it was a combination of two different shows they do, but I didn't like this personally because I just, it kind of took away, like, like, for example, the opening round was a, there's a, it was a 12 man, 12 person tournament because there was a Stephanie Mays, is a female. She was in it. So it was a 12 person tournament. There was a four-way match, a first blood match, a tag team match, and a two out of three falls match. So the winner of the four-way would go on the next round. Of course, the winner of the first blood would go. The tag team match, the winner of the fall would go to the next round, and the two out of three falls match, right? And I'm thinking, like, if you're trying to make this a believable tournament, it's very unfair for, like, Two people to have a first blood match. They got to bleed to go. You know, one person has to bleed to bust. You know, it, it, it's going to be like obviously a physical match. It's going to be um, a, 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 a no rules match, I guess. You know, like it was an attack team match as well. And then the two out of three falls. Like, so this person the opening round has to wrestle essentially possibly three matches because it's two out of three falls match, right? Each fall is a match. Um, so it was very strange. And then in the semifinals, there's an ambition rules, like a UWFI rules. And then there was a um uh a relaxed rules match, which is like a, a street fight match. So I'm like, oh man, that poor guy in the semifinals, if he has to win, he has to go through this hardcore stuff. I know they're trying to make it like, oh man, to get through this tournament, you have to go through all this, and it's the most brutal tournament in wrestling, etc. But I don't know. Like I think this show, this show particularly, was a four-hour show, and it was broken up in two parts on their on their WXW now. So four hours, I think, you could probably do a tournament. Maybe you, instead of twelve people, you make it sixteen, and you do, you know, uh, not rounds. Maybe you can the, the first round is not rounds. It's one fall, just wait for one fall, no rounds, and then maybe the semifinals. You know, you can do something. Maybe the semifinals become the rounds. I don't know. It's just something that was was thinking about but the finals was really good it was Axel Tischer versus Bobby Guns um a really good finals Tischer won and he was getting the next shot at the champion and and the champion at the time was Maurice Adelani he wrestled Car Noir dude this match is killer a really good match um they did a spot where like Noir gets this rear naked choke on a reversal that was one of the coolest reversals into a rear naked I've ever seen, like for in a wrestling match. Just like uh, Alani's just he just a blue chipper, man. He just the promo, the look, the wrestling ability, uh, shit all looks good. And he, like I said, I, I don't know what's going on with him. I just want him to come back soon because I love watching him on these cards and um. WXW has a lot of talent, and 
to hold me over, but like I'm really I'm really can't wait for Mario Solani to come back because I want to see him wrestle a bunch of people still. I want to see more rematch, one match with Trish and Archer. I want to see a rematch with Axel Tischer. And it doesn't look like he's going to be at the 16 karat tournament in March. At least he's not in that tournament. They already announced the tournament, uh, people in the tournament for that. And I was kind of hoping that before they announced everyone, he was going to be in it and he was going to win it, but that's not going to happen. But um, that's going to be a fun tournament. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to go back and watch as much of the 16 carats that I've never seen before. So that's going to be a lot of fun for me. So I'm like <laughs> diving deep into WXW. So I'll be reporting back more WXW like the next week. Uh, uh, I'll be covering the full show from January uh, back to the roots. And that's going to be a lot of fun. It looks like uh, uh, there's a cage match on there. There's a championship match, tag team titles, um, really good stuff on there. So I'm definitely uh, looking forward to that. And of course, as I w- as well, I'll be covering Beyond Wrestling's Wrestle Open number five. So look for that next week. Um, I want to talk about one match in ICW fight. Um, on their Fight Club show on um, on Peacock, um, WXW I, I cover their Fear and Loathing shows, and I'm sorry, ICW cover their Fear and Loathing shows, and there's talent I really like on their show. I I think when it comes to quality talent from up and down the card, they're far behind WXW, but they have guys that I really do like. And when I heard about this match. It was a match between Andy Wilde, who I really like. I first saw him in NXT UK, and I just was impressed by his work. And so I started looking up his his stuff, and that's why I find out he's from was working a lot in ICW. So I really wanted to go and check out his work there. And a guy I kind of disregarded originally when I watched Fear and Loathing, because you know, like I said, when they showed the graphics, I was like trying to like um, a lot of the guys didn't really pop on the screen for me. And unfortunately, Leighton Buzzard was one of those guys. And I apologize for that because I watched last week's episode. He came out and I was going to almost skipped it. I was like, he's going to cut a promo. I'm going to skip it. But, you know, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this promo. And fucking great promo. Really good. Um, I was engaged. I was like, okay. And then like from that promo, I'm like, dude, I'm watching every match this kid has because I was that impressed. So I started looking up matches he had. I wanted to go back and see um, anything that like stood out. That uh, Someone he was working at, I wanted to see the match. And I saw, whoa, look at this. A 60-minute Ironman match between him and Andy Wilde. I'm like, okay, big fan of Andy Wilde. Love his work. Leighton Buzzard pressed the hell out of me this promo. I'm making time. I'm watching this match. And this match is on the Peacock Network. It's uh, ICW Fight Club number 187, <laughs> and it's uh, from September 4th, uh, 2021, and it's a two-hour show. They had a couple matches before. Those you don't really need to watch, but Leighton Buzzer has a promo on that show, of course, leading into this match, and it's another dandy, man. This kid could talk. I love it. Um. I want to see him grow his hair out long. I know this is older. I know he is growing his hair out long. It looks like he is getting a little longer on top. But, man, he has a little – he grows that hair out a little longer. And he's going to look like a – it's going to definitely add to uh, 
his look big time. And I think it's going to make him a bigger star, right? Um, I'm still not into the buzzard as a last name. I just don't, that, I mean, he was like, when he's talking about Iron Match and WWE, he's talking about Kurt Angle, uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Brock Lesnar, and then he's all, and Leighton Buzzard. And I'm like, see how, I love Leighton. I think it's a great name. I just, Buzzard, I'm having a hard time with, you know. If it's his real name, I, I apologize. Not, no disrespect. I'm just thinking, you know, I'm thinking wrestling. I'm thinking wrestling Marquee, the Marquee. This Buzzard versus Angle, you know what I mean? Like, just think about that. Buzzard versus Angle. Does that sound like something's going to grab you, you know? But I don't want people to be discouraged, like, by just that that name, it's he's a good worker. Um and this match, this Iron Man match, I was, I was really pumped to watch it, man. I, I like a good 60-minute match. Iron Man matches can be hit and miss, you know, and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's hard to to get into because a lot of people you know, know it's you know, know it's they can turn and tune in later to watch it or whatever. You know, it's not you can't it's not worth your time to invest in the first thirty minutes because you know it's going to go an hour. But if the work is really good, that doesn't matter to me. This was unfortunately, and it hurts me to say this, a miss. And it hurts me to say this because I know these guys worked really hard in this match. They did. They bust their ass. Um, but what I didn't like about it was. It was a 60-minute Ironman match, but also falls count anywhere. And to me, that's just like a gimmick on top of a gimmick. And it's like overbooking. It's straight overbooking. It should have just been a straight 60-minute Ironman match. And, I, you know, I, I expect it could to go out on the outside, you know. But they, because it was false count anywhere, they took it to the back they took it to some hallway area of their little studio there they took it into this another area there's a, there's a there's a table there's a garbage can they fought in the bathroom and then which was kind of more of, i felt like more of a haha thing which kind of took me out of it and it was a long time they're fighting on the floor and i'm just and it really took me out of it and i think these guys are, are good enough to do a match within the ring for 60 minutes you know um, I know this is a way to kill time, right? Of that 60 minutes. It's a way of, you know, doing something else, doing something different than all just being in the ring. But it just, like I said, it's all of a sudden now I'm watching, I'm not, I'm not thinking about 60 minutes. I'm thinking about a false count anywhere match. And, you know, there's, there's ways to stretch the time within the ring. There's a, you know, Leighton Buzzer being the heel could be on his bicycle a little bit, could be, you know, Hey, on my own time, pops out of the ring, stretches, right? Um, it was during a time when they had no fans in attendance. I think they're not doing fans again as well because of the Omicron stuff, but um, no fans here. So, you know, Leighton Buster, the Belkin ring, he can pop out and, you know, in due time, man, I got all the time and I got 60 minutes to kick your ass. Let me, I'm just going to strut, make sure I'm ready, you know, just kind of be just, just, and Andy Wow could be paced like, come on, let me get in here. I'm going to kick her ass. And Late Buzzer could cut a little promo with no microphone because there's no one there. You can pick it up, his, his promo on the on the, on the the camera mics. 
and he can cut a, just a promo on Andy Wild, and then they can draw Andy Wild out, and they can chase around the ring a little bit, and Leighton can get back in the ring, and then any, and then Leighton takes a shot at uh, at uh, Andy Wild coming in. He picks up Andy, Andy Wild, gives him a shot, boom. Leighton Buzzer can just take a little bump back and just get out of the ring real quick again, and be like, ho, 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 you know. And then you start, you know, you're, now you're chipping at the time, and now you now he's. Be, you know, just and then any wilds get come on, get in here, come on, come on, come on, you know, come on, you little wimp or little pussy, whatever, you know, it's, you know, they do cuss a lot in that show, so they can cuss, um, you know, just do that, you know, and kill some time, and and you know, you can go to the floor and do some stuff on the floor. I'm not saying like just keep it 60 minutes in the ring, but like when you go throughout the, throughout the building and there's a table set up in the in the hallway. And then they come back in the building and they're fighting on the the, the seating area, the, the little the little studio seating area they have there. Then there's this random table there, like with the you know the random table with the skirt on, on it. Just nothing's on it, and you know, uh, buzzard puts wild on it, and the legs almost go out on it. And all of a sudden, and this this killed me. You see the referee like shoot down to fix the leg and i'm like dude i mean <laughs> it's just it just took me took me on the match and you know Leighton buzzer climbs a big ladder and he comes off the top top of that ladder crashes through the table through and drives any walls to the table and i'm like okay like this is getting a little too much right like I, i'm i was like i was invested i wanted an iron man match i wanted a 60 minutes of in the ring and wrestling because you got your good two two good wrestlers i want to see wrestling so i'm like kind of you know getting out of it but once it got back to the ring it was good you know like because these guys are good and at one point andy wild sits at this table and on the outside i'm like okay that's where the final bump's gonna be right we all you know and i know what they're setting up here and and in the end leighton buzzard you know andy wild's going for his big he does the uh, the Vader bomb as a finisher. It's really cool looking. I mean, he he's a really good one. He gets really good air and height on it. it. Just it looks awesome. He's a big guy, so it just it just um, looks awesome. And he and and they're doing a great job here at the end of this match. Just a settling of the, the the physicality of this match, and um, it, it's hard for me to say this was a disappointment, but but because these guys did work their butts off, and the finish was you know wild struggling through the. The ropes, he's gonna do it. He's curious, getting it. He's got that second energy that he's gonna finally put this kid away. And then Leighton Buzzer just pushes him off off the top. He takes the bump through the table, and Leighton Buzzer comes outside and pins him on the floor and wins three to two of the falls. So I'm like, well, the baby face got taken out by the set thing he set up. So to me, that's not a good that's not a good thing for the baby face, right? Oh, uh, he got taken out by his instrument of destruction, right? That he was setting up. It just didn't look good for a baby face. So, um, again, big fans of these guys. I enjoy their work. I'm going to continue to watch all Leighton Buzzer match going forward. Cause this kid can talk. He's a, he's a talent. Um, and I, and he's going to, I think he's going to be a big star. You know, I, I again, He's gonna get better. He's someone I think AEW or a WWE should should sign because you know a lot of guys there are a lot of good talkers out there, and he's a natural talker. You could tell. Um, um, I don't 
you know, he's not the, he's not ta- the tallest guy, but he, you know, he's not small either. You know, like I think he's gonna add when he, he's gonna add to his look. He's gonna add to his uh his bodies and get not saying get bigger like big jacked up muscles, but like you know tone up. And he is he's he's getting there. I'm not you know I'm not ragging on this kid. Um, I'm not trying to do that. I, I I see the star potential in him. I see what he can be, and I know he's gonna be because he's just. He seems like he's a hard worker. It just sh- it comes off on the screen. You know, you just can, you can just feel when there's guys that want this, right? And Andy Wilde and Le- Leighton Buzzer are guys that really do want this. So um, I'm looking forward to continue watching ICW, particularly for these two and a few others as well that I like. So um, that's the show today. Thanks for listening. Uh, um, I hope you enjoyed my coverage of NXT UK, Progress, WXW, and ICW, um, I enjoyed watching this stuff. I, this 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 wrestling, um, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun and really cool to see some talent I never really watched before. You know, and and WXW has become my favorite promotion to watch these days. Like just co- of quality, just just really good quality f- from everything from like I said, production, the booking, the talent. Um, really gets me excited as a wrestling fan um you know because right now it's for me like i cover nxt 2.0 and i used to really enjoy nxt when it was the black and gold brand but this whole 2.0 thing just just drives me insane because it's just you know raw raw mini raw you know and in the in then aw I, I there's people i like there but their booking is so all over the place it is like it is wacky but i cover those two promotions because those two shows because of the fight game media podcast that my responsibilities for the wrestling observer to cover that show on that on that website so i'm watching that wwe main roster stuff right now i just can't get into it tomorrow i'm going to dave Meltzer's house I'm hanging with my buddies. I haven't seen those, those guys since like early December. We're going to get together. We're going to watch the show. I mean, I always liked the Rumble match. It was one of my favorite matches when I first started, you know, when I was a young kid. You know, I was I loved all of them. You know, I, I just enjoy that concept, that gimmick match. So I just want to, you know, I'm just going to, I really want to hang with my friends. And there's going to be wrestling on. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. But like, I just don't get into it. Like, I don't get into, like, I don't watch Raw. There's nothing on there that wants me to watch it. There's a lot of good talent, but, like, nothing's getting me excited to watch it. Same thing with SmackDown. But I've been enjoying, like I said, I've been enjoying NXT for a long time. WXW has been killing it, in my opinion. Progress has some talent I'm going to continue to watch. ICW has some talent to continue to watch. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to continue to cover it here on the Take It Home podcast. Um, I didn't also get a chance to watch a match from AW Dark that the Fight Game Media Facebook group guys were talking about. Um, I think it was Penta Pentagon Jr. versus uh, Wheel of Yuta. So everyone's they're saying that was a great match. I was gonna watch it again. It did not fit it here. I was try to watch try to watch it for next week's show and cover it. So apologize for not covering it this week. Um, but yeah, any match suggestions? Any shows you want me to watch? Send me the link. Um, hit me up on Twitter at LaRockaJL. Um, anything you want me to review for the show, I'll, I'll gladly do it. I'll gladly, I'll gladly watch it um, and uh, give my thoughts. And um, I love doing that. So, 
so again, thanks again for listening and thanks for uh, all the support for this podcast. Have a good night. Take care.